plan to partner with another syndicator, plan to partner with another equity provider. That's your fastest path. And by the way, there's also groups out there that will bring in capital for a fee, two to 3% of the equity raise as well too, right? So in that 90-day cycle, plan to find three to five syndicators. Well, why is that important? Because those syndicators are going to bring the experience and they're going to bring their equity relationships for you in each marketplace. And then people get worried about the earnest money deposit. They get worried about qualifying for the loan. So of course, Yona and people listening to this know who are syndicators, you find a sponsor. Three to five sponsors in each marketplace are going to come on, qualify for the loan, help you with the EMD, and you've got it solved, right? Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, Mona Weiss. Today, I am joined by none other than Dylan Borland of the Borland Capital Group. I mean, he is just an all-star. You can guys can, before we even get anywhere, you can check out dylanborland.com. We're going to check, put that in the, uh, in the show notes here. But it gives me great pleasure to, you know, have a conversation. We just did an interview for your channel. Just, I feel like it was just like last week or a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, 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 like <laughs> a day ago. Hey, we're living in a different timeline here, parallel universe, Yona. <laughs> we should do it, you know, we should make it a regular thing. We really should. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Dylan. <laughs> Thanks for having me here, man. Super happy to see if we can be of some value. Maybe we just talk about a whole bunch of nonsense. That's okay too, right? It's people are here for the entertainment sometimes. There, you know, that's true. There's a lot of entertainment <laughs> value to this podcast. <laughs> people listen to it for you know education value, entertainment value, and everything. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So a little, just a little background about Dylan. I mean, he is, like I said, the founder of Borland Capital Partners. They're basically a private family office private equity. They invest in real estate, if you didn't guess, right? Right. He's done over, you know, over 2,700 properties. It's an incredible thing. But most recently, he has started the ultimate real estate investing course. So that's called the URIC program, which is something really helping people to get from, you know, zero to financial freedom, you know, financial independence, which is something in this day and age that a lot of people are seeking, but they don't necessarily have the right course, the right coach, the right mentors to get it done. So I think we'll put some links in the, in the show notes over here to show you how to learn more sure. about that. But I think it's really important that, uh, that you know that things like that are available. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I'd love to, you know, we want to change things up. We do things differently around <laughs> here. You know how uh, we, we always end our episode with the final four. Yeah. But this, this time we're actually going to do it different. We're going to throw it up. Just, you know, Dylan made the suggestion and I'm just going to go with it because I like being spontaneous. And so instead of the final four, we're going to have the first four. Yeah. You got to keep them on their toes, Yona. <laughs> to see if they, if you get them too conditioned to one thing, man, they're going to tune out to like the last 20 minutes. That's so. right. I'm, I'm really, I'm going to keep my editing team on their toes also. <laughs> That's right. What? What's going You're on? Like, Wait a second. Where, what <laughs> here? So yeah. So the first question we always ask every guest at the end of every episode is what is the worst job that you ever had? Yeah, that's an interesting one. So I've always worked for myself. I've never had a job. So I would say if I had to call it a job when I was like 11, 12 years old, I started, me, my brother and I started in a landscaping business. Um, and it was really just me supervising my brother do all the work. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was four years older than me, so he had the car, he had the trailer. But we started there, you know, we didn't grow up with money. So we had to figure out how to make money very early. And then, of course, you know, people who know me know my story. I went to flipping cars shortly after that and then flipping houses. And that's how real estate got started. But I wouldn't say it's a job. You know, I, I was born into the entrepreneurial world. Um, I think like a lot of people that age, they start probably in, in landscaping as well. It's the easiest thing. Grab a lawnmower and a weed whacker. And uh, that was it. But I hated it, man. I don't like manual labor. <laughs> For so sure. <laughs> that'd probably be my worst job if that's what you want to call it. Exactly. And I think most people that, you know, get the real estate bug at whatever age they are, have that entrepreneurial spirit yeah. in them because you yeah. want to be able to, to create your own path. You want to be able yeah. to create your own legacy. So, I, you know, that's great. You know what, what strikes me? I think the first time that we connected, I actually remember that I have a very good memory, but thank God. But I actually saw on LinkedIn, you made a post, this was probably about like three years ago or so, about how you wanted to buy a skyscraper, right? You had oh, a goal, wow. you wanted yeah. to buy a skyscraper. And I was like, yeah. this is a guy who has ambition. I got to reach out to them. I got to connect them. Yeah. You know, I got to connect them with a couple of brokers some people that might be able to help, help them get that goal. And I don't know if you reached that goal yet, but to me, that was just like, yeah, that's yeah. something that someone putting that out there, that's, that's really someone who wants to be great. Yeah, you got to put it out there for the universe, man, to do its work, you know? Wow, you got a good memory. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. So we tried, you know, we tried for a while and it's still on my radar, right? So it's uh, it's something that's still there. It's a bucket list item. Um, I spent a good many years trying to, you know, we, we came runner up. Well, for our first strategy is let's buy a skyscraper. So we tried to find a lot of different, you know, uh, deals that made sense. We started here in Detroit. We came runner up on the Fisher building, downtown Detroit. We came in second place there. I screwed that one up. You guys can read all about it online. But that was a building that uh, was a historic building. It was a skyscraper. We, so we lost that bid and went up for auction. That was like maybe 2015. And then we tried to move to the Detroit Central Station, which if you know anything about the Detroit market, that's the big, beautiful, historic, uh, you know, uh, train depot that's down mm -hmm. there. For that, uh, we were within a small group of people being considered. That was an animal of a project. Of course, it's been you know recently awarded to Ford Motor Company. Thank goodness they've got endless pockets. Right. <laughs> so that's it's probably a billion dollar project, but uh, would have been cool to have. And then yeah, yeah. I mean, I follow up with some of your connections. There were some deals that we were looking at in New York. Um, I would say now skyscraper would scare the crap out of me just with everything that's going on and, yeah. and the unit mix and those things. Right. So maybe it's a, you know, five to 10 year goal from now, but sure. uh, we, we had goals. We, we spent even some time. I've got designs. We spent some time trying to build our own as well, too. We just had some trouble landing the land and people wanted land, you know, land, uh, land leases and all this other stuff. And it was difficult, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for the <laughs> reminder there, man. Yeah. Pretty great. Shit, I'm feeling motivated now. There you go. I mean, I know your focus now is more <laughs> mainly on multifamily and larger multifamily projects, but it's good. You know, you yeah. have these kind of goals, these, these desires, and if it makes money, you know, why not? You yeah. want to go for yeah. it. And you can yeah. Well, you know, there's not too many skyscrapers going up and, you know, in Detroit, it was important to me because like the last ones with the exception of one or two, like the new center building and a couple other ones, you know, things haven't been built since the 70s down there. And it's you just got all these old archaic buildings. And we wanted to do something really modern, really neat. We wanted to have the tallest building in Detroit as well, because right now that's the GM building. So it's it's still on the chopping block for sure.
I think we just got to kind of let this shift in real estate pan out. Maybe when I'm in my forties, we'll, we'll pick it back up. I'll use, I'll need your help again. All right. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) Um, So second question of the first four that we ask all our guests is what is a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? Yeah. Well, I've, I've read a ton of books, man. You can probably see them all laying on the floors, the bookcase. I'm surrounded by about 300 books right now. I would say the thing that probably changed my life is when um, I really focused on my consciousness in my inner work. And the shift really occurred for me when I read Eckhart Tolle, which you're probably familiar with, Power of Now. And that was several years ago already. But uh, man, did that, make a, did that make a shift? And, you know, of course, the, the, the bottom line information there is just being in the present moment, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of the people listen to your podcast are entrepreneurs. And of course, as an entrepreneur, we're always thinking about two things, what happened in the past and what happened in the future. But it drives us out of our mind, right? With stress and anxiety for a lot of people. And uh, I think, um, you know, that book uh, changed, put me on a, on a, on a accelerated course to just be present, you know, and, and turn inward and work on myself. Huh. I think people aren't doing that, you know, so. It's true. No, I know you're a very spiritual person, person who likes to focus on, you know, the power the energy that's going yeah. on around us. And, you know, I, I believe a book like that will really help focus a person into, you know, into those, uh, those actual energies and figure out what it is that's driving you, finding yeah. out um, how to focus and how to use time. And that's really one of the greatest assets we have, uh, how to, you know, how to use it the best. Well, and realizing that, you know, and I don't want to get too, too deep or too spiritual here, but uh, realizing that we really are the creator of our reality, you know, and it really comes down to what, what we're thinking about. And I think a lot of people most of the time are thinking about uh, the negatives or the things that they don't want in their life or the stresses in their life. And of course, you know this, they attract more of that into their life. Right. So how do, we get, how do we get this under control, right? How do we get this to stop talking all the time and, and be focused on that abundance and, and you can have any experience that you desire, you know? And so books like that, you know, Wayne Dyer's got a great one. That was another one that changed my life. It's called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Yeah highly recommend it to people if you haven't read it, but you've got to be there, you know, I mean, you've got to be there mentally and, and, and ready for that next journey for that stuff to, to resonate and click with you. Eckhart's like way out there. I mean, Eckhart is, <laughs> you know, you've got to be really ready for Eckhart. He's, uh, he's way out there, but I'd say start with Wayne, man, the power of, you know, change your thoughts, change your life is a phenomenal book. And it talks about, let me go a little deeper here. You know, yeah, if you don't sure. mind, Absolutely. it talks about, um, you know, being, in alignment with the natural way of things. Of course, he talks about the Tao as well, too. Probably a lot of stuff overlaps with even your religion, right? Yoni, your uh, Judaism, right? Yeah, sure. And and so we talk about a lot of the mystical aspects of, of Judaism also, right? There, there's, there's principles there. But, be, but being in alignment with, with the energies, being in alignment with the flow of things. And the reason why I mentioned that is because when I made that shift in my business, my business went from, okay, kind of maybe struggling to just the floodgates open. Awesome. And, 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 and I set a series of core values. And one of those core values was just like, what does nature do, right? So nature is, there's no resistance. Everything just flows. Think about water, you know, it flows. And so whenever I find something in my business that is having resistance, doesn't feel good. feels like it's maybe against what nature intended to be. Mm-hmm. And I steer away from it. 
and I really take my business and I steer to, and I sink deeper into how are things supposed to be. There's these laws of the universe that just kind of control everybody. And when we resist those or we go against those, you know, that's when we have the resistance in our business. That's right. right? And so I don't want to go too crazy with all of that, but I will say that once I surrendered, I put into place some principles and practices that were in alignment with the natural order of things. There's no, I mean, you can just, you know, you can walk on water. It feels like sometimes, man. <laughs> oh, I love that analogy because it's really true. I mean, when you tap into those, the, the laws of the universe, laws of nature, I mean, we, yeah. it's a, it's, there's godliness in everything and is controlled by, you know, everything yep. in the world. So it has to do a lot with how we uh, relate to it. And so, yeah. if, like you said, when something is resistance, there's like, uh, something's holding you back you got to figure out what that is so you can kind of break free of that and we have all of these inner challenges going on in ourselves all the time yeah. right? yeah, we have yeah, these character yeah. traits inside of us that are innate that are really you know part of our our human that's an animal but we have a you know yeah. a godly spirit in us as well that really can overcome that and that's really our mind power you know yeah. to overcome and that's what i'm really talking about is tapping into that god energy right mm -hmm. that god source because it moves through us it moves through everything and I think people aren't thinking about this. Maybe, maybe it's starting to be talked a little bit more about today, but, uh, but tapping into that and realize just how powerful we are individually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. So third question <laughs> for you, Dylan, what, what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Oh, I'm always learning everything. I'm just, that, that's, that's the beauty of life, man. I wish I could live to 300 years old and consume every piece of data out there because you could, you could spend 500 years on this planet trying to learn everything. You're not going to learn it all. So I'll tell you one thing I'm into kind of in the next chapter of my life. We've bought a couple thousand acres of land here recently for our family. And we're really, we're going to be moving up uh, to one of those properties here by the end of the year. And we're going to be really studying and pushing deeper into self-sufficiency. You know, we live a self-sufficient mm -hmm. lifestyle now. We collect rainwater, solar. People, people listen to me. They think, Dylan, you syndicated, you know, hundreds of millions in real estate. And here you are collecting rainwater, right? I tell people I'm just a tree hugging hippie man at, uh, by heart. But that's the skills that we're working on now. And it's just something that I've, I've done in the last decade. We do, uh, you know, a lot of healing through natural you know, remedies and herbalism and that type of stuff and, and learning how to be self-sufficient, get back to our roots. So for me, you know, the next 10 years is really going to be sinking deeper into those skills. Um, I don't know if you guys can see that light here to my left. Well, those are grow lights, man. I got melons and spinach and lettuce in my office. <laughs> my, 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 I'm, always, I'm always up to something, man. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, those are the skills I'm working on next. And, and I think that's where I can, you know, my real estate stuff is, is there. I've learned the skill. I've mastered it. And if I can help people get back to their roots and, you know, eliminate this survival fear that we have, because a lot of us don't know how to actually survive. God forbid something happened and start teaching those skills and most importantly teaching people the skills of how to heal yourself with nature that's you know that, that's something that we're working on now very cool so you're so. you're you're really you're moving up like out into into nature into some uh, mountains and, yeah uh, yeah we got two thousand acres up in michigan's up so we'll be building a, a nice little property up there there'll be some guest houses we're going to have some people can stay with us hang out with us and, and kind of learn these learn these skills yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds like an Airbnb uh, type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be the Borland Self-Sufficiency School. <laughs> right. That's pretty cool. 
Awesome. Yeah. So fourth and final question. Well, fourth and first of our first question. Yeah, then we'll get the real party. Then we'll started. get the real podcast going uh, for all you listeners out there that want to hear some, you know, as if this wasn't enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's really get into it. The fourth question I ask everyone, what does success mean to you? Success to me is really comes down to just being of value to other people. You know, I, I consider that success. Anytime that I can make a difference in somebody's life, Anytime I can give, I wake up every morning, I ask God, source universe, I said, please bless me with the, with the resources to just help somebody today. Uh, whether it's an investor, whether it's somebody on the streets in need, whatever it is, uh, God, I get, you know, I, I think that's my highest purpose. And I think quite frankly, that's all humans highest purposes. I think we're here to help one another. And I think we're here to help other sentient beings. I think we're here to just be good keepers of this world, man. And, and uh, I spent a long time in my life with financial success. And everybody will tell you, as you talk to millionaires and billionaires, doesn't matter how much you have, people you know, are depressed even with a billion dollars in the bank, right? Yeah, and so I spent a long time in my life being um, unfulfilled. And it wasn't until I really learned how to focus on being of service and value to others, how to give unconditionally, uh, that I started to be fulfilled. So to me, success is, is really just, you know, helping others achieve their, their definition of success, whether it be in business, whether it be in health, whatever it is, you know, relationships, uh, whatever, man, that's um, awesome. That's success to me. And I think people think success financial, the financial will come when you serve other people. And that's the part that most people miss, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's you, you know, know that better than anybody you know it's really you're always helping track. other people well you know because like you said it you know it takes people sometimes a very long time to come to that realization but yeah when, but what the funny thing about it is that if you and i was a teacher for many years i work with kids and you know I, I i love that and if you look at kids if you just observe children they have this they yeah. have this mindset right, that right. they enjoy so much more, even though they have this kind of like selfish persona of sure. you know, babies are born with that, like kind of the yeah. survival mode. But at the same time, they, at a certain point, they are so much more happy to share oh, yeah. and to give than, than they are to actually take. And so we lose that at a certain point. Yeah. And well, society beats you down, man. You know, yeah, you go yeah. through the schooling and you listen to the news and the media and everything's portrayed in the movies and cartoons and you learn, you learn, unfortunately, at an early age, there has to be an enemy, you know, and there has to be a bad guy and all this type of stuff, man. And it's, it beats you down. But yeah, you're right. In those first couple of years of life, I mean, I've got a six-year-old now and you can see him uh, transform, but it's just the pure, beautiful innocence, man. They don't care about if you're black or white or, you know, Asian or, or Jewish or Christian or any of that stuff, man. They're just loving people, you know? And I think, uh, you know, we all come out of the womb with that ability. And uh, it just gets beat out of us throughout life. And so I think, you know, the sooner people can get back to that and realize that, that childhood-like state, it's a good thing, man. <laughs> yeah, very good thing. So you've taken, you know, your experience. And like you said, you, you've kind of mastered the real estate syndication game. And you've sure. turned that into a course that you are helping other people get to that. And you said something really interesting, like taking people from, from zero to like 300 units, you know, something like that, something yeah. that seems totally unattainable yeah. to people at the, at the first moment, you know, what kind of drove you? I mean, was it this success kind of mindset that you're talking about here about just helping other people and giving back that, that drove you to start this in the first place? 
Yeah. Well, two things, right? So this was 2018. I started something called the Ultimate Real Estate Investing Course. And really my, my, you know, my staff and, and, and people closest to me had been pushing me to get more involved in, in kind of coaching, getting people out there. But I never wanted to be distracted. I felt it would be a distraction. You know, I was focused right. on my business, focused on what I do. And so, but the first kind of step in that direction, I was kind of being called in that direction. The first step in that direction was I just wanted to, before I completely moved on from single family, because we had a ton of success in the single family space. You know, people who know me know that I started with fix and flip and real estate. We did about a, a bad year for us was 100 houses a year. A good year was 150 a year here in Metro Detroit. So before I moved on from that, I wanted to kind of download my brain. I mean, not a lot of people doing it. We weren't wholesaling. We were fix and flipping. And it was pretty much being an assistant, you know. So before I moved on from that, I wanted to download all of that information, put it out there for the world. Mm -hmm. And I did that in, in early 2018. I took three months off. We built this course and I downloaded all my single family stuff and I gave away a hundred copies. I didn't even think about it. I just, it was about, you know, the course sells for five to $6,000 at the time. So it was like 500,000 in content that we gave away. And I went back to just investing in real estate this time, just completely focused. I felt my brain was kind of unloaded. Uh, from the single family, I could focus now on multifamily. And a funny thing happened, Yona, you know, I started getting messages throughout the year from people like, oh my gosh, like this has changed my life. Those hundred copies that we gave away were like little seeds that we had planted. People were starting to transform their life. They were starting to reach, you know, their definition of financial freedom through real estate. And I said, wow, like there's really something here. And that was the first time in my life where I really felt like like um, fulfilled, like we talked about in a sense, like, like this information, I can help people because I'm a very big believer that real estate, we can solve all of our kind of cash flow problems. We can replace our income, use real estate as a tool, like a lot of uh, countries do around the world. Real estate in cultures, people will have a rental property, will cover your basic needs, yeah. right? In America, it's like kind of taboo for a mm -hmm. lot of people. Right. So, so that's always been my goal is to just get people to focus on, you know, getting the assets through real estate to replace that cash flow and then go off and do what you want in life. And so 2019, make a long, try to make a long story short here. I sing, I sink deeper into that. And I took all of 2019 off and I said, wow, I've got a goal of helping a thousand people reach their version of financial freedom through this course. Right. Um, and that's different for everybody. What financial freedom is. And so I bought a big touring coach and I, I got out and I started driving across the country. You might have seen some of the yeah, posts right. or remember some of the posts. Yeah, you're like a uh, bus tour around the country. Yeah, yeah. I just completely at my cost. I hosted 24 meetups in 24 major U.S. cities, had a blast, would stop and do some backpacking in between, go and spend some time in nature. And I would host these, these meetups in these 24 cities and it was free, free for everybody. It was my cost. Come on in. We capped it to 50 people per city. We'd teach them these skills of real estate investing. And it was, it was a beautiful thing. And naturally, people didn't want to buy or join the course. We since have expanded to multifamily. But the other thing that I didn't realize is not only did we help 1,000 people that year, now we continue. That's kind of our yearly goal. Mm -hmm. We were to extend that exponentially. I, took, I take all the proceeds from the URIC and we donate them to people in charity and need. And so over the last, now it's been three years, we've donated over $700,000 from the URIC. So I only mention that because it's not just the thousand people we're helping reach cash flow, you know, their cash flow goals. We're helping tens of thousands of people 
you know, whether it's a homeless shelter or somebody doing research on, you know, uh, 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 healing people, you know, whatever, man, right. uh, we're, we're able to extend that reach through the URIC and it's just been a, a godsend. I feel very, very blessed for that. So yeah, it's uh, I know we, I know we rambled on a lot there, but that was kind of the, well, you I know, think, the, the idea. Yeah, I think uh, it's can, important to hear the backstory because it's also yeah. so incredible. There's a lot of, um, you know, real estate coaches and courses and, and out there. And really the reason why a lot of these people do it is for their own source of revenue, right? Yeah. They, you know, people can make a lot more money, if, especially if they don't really know the real estate game well, they can make a lot more money coaching or teaching about real estate rather than investing themselves. And I think what you've done is kind of quite the opposite, which is yeah. you're making money in real estate and then, you know, having these courses that are basically, you know, the proceeds are going to charity and, you know, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's it's not a for a revenue thing. stream. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. I think people gravitate towards the coaching and speaking, I think, because it's, it's easier, you know, investing in real estate and syndicating real estate and managing real estate is freaking hard, man. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what level you're at. And we feel that we've gotten that pretty down in terms of being as hands off as possible through our systems, but it's hard. And so people naturally get kind of enticed by this coaching and speaking and offering the product. And, and that's okay. That's fine. And it feels a little easier, you know, for a lot of people. Yeah. But I just, I, yeah, I just, uh, I, I think, I think yeah, I call it the universe, call it God, whatever, every day, man, that, uh, that we're able to help people through that course and expand that reach through, I never wanted to be a guru. I didn't do it to sell courses. Uh, you know, we do it to help people and, 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 and transform people's lives. And like you had mentioned earlier, and I know you try to keep your podcast a certain time, so be <laughs> mindful of that. One of the things I wanted to share is um, our, our kind of winning formula, right? Yeah, exactly. That's okay with you. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so, so you have basically eight, eight steps or eight questions that you help people yeah. when you coach them one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah, I'd love to, love to say yeah. right into that. So, so in the course, we've got our group coaching, which is every week. It's single family, multifamily. And then we have, uh, I took some time off from one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then this year, we just launched our one-on-one -on -one coaching product. Again, we take two students at a time um, in that course. And you had mentioned taking people from what they can't believe to huge deals that, how do we even do that in 90 days? So I wanted to share that formula for your listeners. And hopefully this can be of value. I feel like there's one person listening that needs to hear this. <laughs> I'm sure at least. <laughs> But I'll tell our students, focus on this, okay? And this is hard for people to digest. Pick the asset that's going to replace your income, mm -hmm. okay? Most people naturally gravitate because they think, I want to start with the 12 unit or the 10 unit. It's more obtainable, right? They can't fathom raising 5 million, 10 million in equity, 300 units at their first property. So they naturally gravitate to the 10 or 12 unit properties, which in my opinion are the they're terrible to own. The cash flow sucks on those things. The, the loans are full recourse on most of them. The amortizations are terrible. And people don't realize that it's the same amount of time and energy to do a 12-unit property, in essence, as it is to go out and find a 300-unit property and syndicate that thing. So the first thing I tell people in our one-on-one -on -one students, and first of all, we're in our fourth student for this year. We only take two at a time. And I'm so confident in this program that I actually tell people I'll give them a full 100% money back guarantee in this one-on-one -on -one program. So if I don't get you a deal in the first 12 months, I literally keep your check, certified check in a drawer. I'll shred it up or send it back if I don't get you your deal. So it works, man. <laughs> but they come from nothing, right? So our four students so far have gone from zero experience in real estate, zero contacts, zero capital, you name it. 
to our last two students, Brian just closed a $15 million deal in South Carolina. And then uh, Matt just closed a 292 unit, $27 million deal in Houston, Texas, all within 90 days, following kind of this framework. So I have found, Yona, go back to step one, that most people to replace their own income only need like 50 to 60 units, which is, which is great. So I say, start there, figure out how many units are gonna replace your income. And then like step number two is our team moves in a 90 day cycle. Hmm. And so we, we focus on, we, this is kind of the laws of the universe. Okay. Things seem to move in nines and sixes and threes, right? So 90 days is one of those things that works really well for us. And so we'll tell our students in the first 90 days, you've got a couple things you need to focus on. If you focus on making and setting a goal of contacting a thousand motivated sellers in 90 days, you can't lose, <laughs> period. You just can't lose. You'll find something. Right? You're going to find something. And then we tell our students to focus on 70% off-market deals and 30% on market. I think people, this is where people slow down or they go wrong is they're focused on the freak show, which is the on-market stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we teach our students to go out, get on CoStar, build a list, start tar targeting people, you know, uh, uh, in two or three different states is what we have our students pick. So it could be Texas and Florida and Arizona and, and make a goal to contact a thousand people in those two or three different states over the first 90 days. Uh, with 70% of your time focused on off-market stuff. So what does that mean? Getting mailers out. Mailers are very expect, you know, uh, effective in this space. Phone calls to that list are very effective. And then filling in the time with the on-market. On-market stuff is a bonus. I think that's where people are going wrong. They're just taking on-market crap. You've got to make 300 offers to get one deal. To put it in perspective, we're at 12 LOIs for off-market properties per deal. Mm-hmm. The numbers for on-market stuff are anywhere, from, depending on the market, 100 to 300. So the first thing that we do is we focus on those 90-day cycles. We're ramping up. We're getting the marketing out. We're getting the mailers out. We're making the phone calls. We're focused on contacting 1,000 people in this space. And then you're going to start naturally getting in deals. Yeah. And then people get scared and they say, well, Dylan, that sounds great. If I'm getting 75 or 300 units, how the heck am I going to you know, take that down. How am I going to raise the 5 million in equity? How am I going to qualify for the $30 million loan? Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing we tell our students is in that 90 day cycle, find three to five other syndicators in each marketplace and find three to five sponsors in each marketplace. Everybody can do this in a 90 day window. Mm -hmm. So the, your fastest path to equity on your first deal is going to be aligning yourself with somebody else who has the relationships. Because it takes two, three years to build relationships, equity relationships in this space. And so I tell our students, plan to partner on your first deal. Yeah. Plan nice. to partner with another syndicator, plan to partner with another equity provider. Right. That's your fastest path. And by the way, there's also groups out there that will bring in capital for a fee, two to 3% of the equity raise right. as well too, right? So in that 90-day cycle, plan to find three to five syndicators. Well, why is that important? Because those syndicators are going to bring the experience and they're going to bring their equity relationships for you in each marketplace. And then people get worried about the earnest money deposit. They get worried about qualifying for the loan. So, of course, Yona and people listening to this know who are syndicators, you find a sponsor. Three mm -hmm. to five sponsors in each marketplace are going to come on, qualify for the loan, help you with the EMD, and you've got it solved, right? 
So if you're focused on that, you've got those in a 90 day cycle and you do it right and you're focused on it within 90 days, you're going to have all the pieces in place for when you do get that $30 million deal or that $20 million deal that you can easily take it down. You've got the syndicators are going to help you with the equity. You've got and or the private equity firm relationships. You've got the sponsors. You can qualify for the debt. You got the EMDs and you've got your 60, 70 unit that's going to replace your income. So I know we're short on time. I'd love to go much deeper into that, into those details. What else did I miss on there? Find the partner, syndicator, sponsors. We talked about the time, move in a 90 day cycles, make a goal to get a thousand contacts and then go over two or three markets. I think that's important now yeah. uh, in this marketplace to pick two or three states to, to target and go after them. If you follow those steps, you're going you're gonna to be able to, to get a deal that you didn't think you would uh, be able to otherwise. That's Hopefully awesome. that makes sense to you guys. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is great. This is golden stuff, especially if someone hasn't delved into this type of mindset and this type of, uh, you know, kind of behavioral patterns that you really have to take massive yeah. action to get this done. Then this is, this is really going to change a lot for you. So, you know, you, you mentioned a few times, we, we are short on time. We, we try to keep this to 30 minutes or less. Yeah. But, you know, we could go on forever and I really would like to, to have you back uh, another time to just talk about a lot of different things. There's so much we can do, but, you know, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? In the woods. <laughs> okay, Come find me in the woods. I'll be wandering around. <laughs> uh, look, the, the two best places are DylanBorland.com. And thank you, Yona, for bringing that up. Uh, DylanBorland.com. Um, I have a YouTube channel. It's got over 180 something videos now and growing on single family, multifamily investing. That's a phenomenal resource for people. They can join the URIC for free for 21 days. Um, complete access to our single family and multifamily courses. That's the URIC.com. And uh, if they're looking for private equity, BorlandCapital.com. And the last thing I'd like to mention, if you don't mind here, uh, sure. Yona, is we're getting ready to launch a service called the Equity Collectives. You can find it at equitycollectives.com. And the idea behind that is a bunch of syndicators and a bunch of guys in the private equity space will get together and help each other raise capital and equity for deals. Just a giant brotherhood, sisterhood of guys that have experience in this space raising capital. We've, of course, raised over $250 million of capital ourselves. And getting together every single week and helping each other collaborate on whatever their equity needs are. Pay attention to that site because we're going to launch it in about 30 days from now. It's January 2021. For people who are having or struggling with equity, it'd be great to join that collective because the whole point of that collective is to knock out equity raises in, in two seconds. So yeah. keep, a, keep a lookout for it. That's a great opportunity. Um, this podcast itself will, will be airing in about, uh, you know, about after 30 days or so. So, Sweet. This, so it should be, be ready. We'll be live. We'll, be live. we'll make sure to put a, a link to that also in the show notes. This has been a pleasure, Dylan. Thank you so much for, yeah. for taking the time out and, and joining me. You know, you could be out in the woods. You could be hugging trees, but you decided <laughs> to take the time with me and spend it talking uh, real estate. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Yona. We'll see ya. All right. To all our listeners, don't forget, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this 
podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.